right, guys, welcome back to episode 16 of the Three Bagger Podcast. I'm Evan, here with my co-host Nick Frieri. Nick, how you doing? Doing great over here, Evan. Uh, got the trade deadline coming up, so a lot, a lot of teams. I know both of our, all both teams we like are kind of like in that contention. One team may have more wins than the other. One team may be in a better position, but hey, it's still a really exciting time to see kind of some really big things could be going in this next couple of days here, Evan. Yeah, man, I mean... The postseason is the postseason. If you can make it, doesn't matter how, anything can happen. I know my Yankees have been pretty god-awful this year, and, I mean, with the team they have, it's kind of hard to be worse than they've already been. But believe it or not, they're still over five. I think they're over 500 at this point. Still in contention for the second wild-card spot. And, I mean, if you make the postseason, you never know, especially with some of these trades we're about to talk about. So as – uh, Nick was just kind of talking about this episode is just going to be a little bit shorter. It'll be uh, mostly about kind of trade stories um, coming into the trade deadline here. So Nick, I'm going to give it to you first. Is there any big trades, big players, anyone you want to talk about coming into Friday's deadline? Obviously the big name right here is going to be Max Serger. Obviously someone's won multiple Cy Youngs. He has been a little banged up, but someone you can kind of be that one. I remember Verlander got traded a couple of years ago. He kind of was a big piece for the Astros when he got him, you know, kind of a veteran that can come be your, maybe he's not, may not be able to be a number one anymore, but kind of be number two, number three in the postseason rotation. And last time I checked, I think there were eight teams that were in on him. So kind of, how does it see here, you, Evan, what kind of, of these eight teams are interested, who's kind of like the one or two that kind of really stick out and what likelihood do you think he can be traded? Well, I mean, you got to look at some of the fine details as well. He stated he wants to go to a contender and he'd prefer to be on the West Coast. Um, I've also seen that he also wants some incentives and he's got that 10-5 rule yep. that states um, any player that has played in the MLB for over 10 years or for four, 10 years, uh, five with the same team has a no trade full, no trade clause. So, Oh, look at that. Hang on. Ryan Lamar just hit his second Yankee home run. Oh, how about that? Or two on Tampa Bay. Look at that. We're watching some baseball as we're recording here. Yeah. So Scherzer can exercise that 10, five, right. Whenever he'd like. So it's really going to kind of be him you know, dictating where he wants to go. Um, I see San Francisco, LA, or the Padres as big ones because they're all big contenders all on the West Coast. And I think Scherzer would be really happy to join any of those rotations as all those teams are looking like, you know, Titans right now. Like for the Giants, kind of going on their angle right now, it's kind of what you would you be willing to give up? Obviously, it's some really good pitchers right now. Gosman is kind of a... He won't win the Cy Young, but he's had a pretty good year. Some other good pitchers, um, starting rotation too. And then he, in your back end, hasn't been too bad with uh, Tyler Rogers. So kind of, what will they be going to be? Obviously, will, I wouldn't give up Joy Bard. I wouldn't give up Elliot Ramos. I wouldn't give up Luciano. But they deal with some other prospects, maybe anywhere in kind of like a 6 to 10 range. You give up maybe one or two of them for, for us, Scherzer. But I, I, I think it does intrigue me. It just I wouldn't give up, you know, elite top-level prospects, for especially for him at his age. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, it would be, you know, some lower level prospects, but that's where it could get into some trouble too, because there's, you know, six to eight other teams in on them. You know, you might have to offer that high of a prospect back in order to get it. But then it also goes back to the 10-5 rule. If Scherzer says, I'm not going to the Dodgers or the Padres, you're going to take what San Francisco is going to give you. 
So exactly. it, it it's all really going to be dictated by Scherzer and what he wants, which is, you know, how it should be for a player of his stature that's been in the league and been so successful for so long. So we'll keep an eye on Max Scherzer. I think there's a high likelihood that he moves before the deadline. Um, the Nationals really aren't in contention, and he's on his contract year. Uh, I, I don't see him re-signing with the Nationals either. So we'll keep an eye on Max Scherzer going into Friday's 4 p.m. deadline. Um, so we're just kind of looking at a list at the moment. I'm going to scroll down and look for some names here. Chris Bryant, the Cubs have not started their fire sale yet, except for uh, one of their relievers to uh, Nick, your team, uh, the A's, that picked up Andrew Schaefen. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's, I think they do need some more help. I do think they probably need a bat a little more than any relief help, but Chafin can go there, kind of doing like almost closer by committee right now with, with Geekman and Trevino. I think Chafin kind of go right. He's had a pretty good uh, career, uh, good year with the Cubs. I think he can slide in, kind of give a, a nice other back end. But hey, I mean, at this point, the Mariners are only one game behind them after losing two to three of them over the weekend. So they really need to start getting some trades in really start maybe even pushing a little bit more so they can keep their kind of playoff spot because they're, they're almost starting to lose at this point. Yeah, Trevor Story, man. That's what you guys need. It'd be a huge get. We'll yeah. talk about him later in the show, I'm sure. All right, so Chris Bryant, who I was talking about on the list, <clears throat> the Cubs look like they're primed for a fire sale. Bryant could help a lot of guys out at the <laughs> at the hot corner, Yeah, uh, bringing a nice big middle-of-the-order bat there. You know what? Let me just check on the Cubs in the standings, though, because I really haven't been paying attention to that NL Central. And at least I saw they beat the Reds on a big Javier Baez walk-off yesterday. Um, do you have any thoughts on where maybe Chris Bryant could go? Look at Chris Bryant. It's basically, any team could use him in the bat. You know, the Giants could use him because they, they, they could use kind of – the guys are kind of old because when Gloria's still out and, and Belt's kind of been out of lineup too, so they, they could really use him. If you go over in the AL, maybe maybe a team like Cleveland could want to get it back in, or even or even you know Boston or something like that. Just kind of there are options for Bryant. I I have a hard time believing that uh, the Cubs are going to sell him. And plus, Bryant speaking nineteen and a half billion dollars is kind of a hard contract to move unless you're going to retain some of that money. So for the Cubs, while you want to be in a fire sale, it's going to be harder to move some of these pieces because of the contract. It's kind of Another guy I want to talk about here, kind of Crimble, I think it's very easy to beat. Relievers tend tendly move pretty easily during the deadline. So Crimble, I think, is a guy who's going to go. And you look at the Cubs, how much do they really want to fire sale here when kind of you have a lot of guys on expiring contracts. Can you resign them for next year? What's your strategy going forward? Because they only have a few days to figure out what, what's your plan going forward. Do we think we can be a contender with kind of this young White Sox team? Looks like they could be the chance for the next 10 years. Uh, the Royals could be better. I, I still still live on the Royals. I don't think they're going to be better. Tigers could be better eventually. I don't know about that. And, and and the Guardians, they the Guardians could be a team next year. You can watch out. You know, gotta watch out for the Cleveland Guardians, Evan. Oh, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we we're not we're not gonna. They're the Cleveland baseball team. So okay, I mean, watch out for that Cleveland baseball team. Yeah. So looking at the standings here, the Cubs are eight and a half out of first. <laughs> and I need to check the wild card standings. I believe they're seven and a half out of the wild card, so not 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 much better. Yeah, that's going to be a tough decision to make if I'm uh, their GM. There, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, like you said, relievers move pretty easily. We could sit here and debate who which reliever is going to go where, but if you're a contender, you're always in the market at the trade deadline for you know a new reliever. So, uh, I mean, those guys are <clears throat> key pieces that could go to any of these contending teams here. 
So let me get back to our list here. Starling Marte, the Marlins, he's almost sure to go. Uh, hey, Nick here with a uh, post-pod update. Starling Marte was traded to the A's for Jesus Lazardo. More on a future episode. Now back to the rest of the show. Uh, I mean, I, I know he's been rumored to, to the Yankees or at least um, thrown in there as a good fit. I wouldn't mind having Starling Marte. He's a pretty solid player, but I don't think he really solves uh, the Yankees' big problem. So, well, it would be nice to get him. If you can get him for cheap, I'd say go for it, but not going to be huge on giving up a haul for him. Um, anyone else uh, on this list right now that's kind of big to you that you want to talk about, Nick? Obviously, there are a couple names. Uh, one reliever, I think, is kind of the best reliever. No ways we can talk about him. I mentioned about the last pod is Richard Rodriguez. Kind of, despite how bad this this uh, you know the Pirates have been this year, he's been a really solid back end. You know, he does have an ERA less less than three. He's only making like one point seven million dollars, so a very easy contract to move. You know, the Pirates have they've already sold Adam Frazier. Uh, they're they're in full sell mode. This team has no interest. Their 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 prospects are really limited too, so they really do need to start building up. Uh, the kind of uh, farm system again. So look for him to go and kind of really make an impact here in, in kind of, you know, September and October. I remember that's kind of like the best, in my opinion, the best reliever left here available. Yeah. And I know you definitely want the, your uh, Oakland A's to grab him as yeah. he'd be pretty impact at the back end of their bullpen. Um, more names in this list. I'm looking at Trevor Story, Joey Gallo. I know those are big Yankee ones as well, but there's also, I think, six to eight teams in on both of them as well. I think the Padres have been rumored for some. The A's just got – I mean, Trevor Story is going to be a very useful piece. Anyway, I think he's even been rumored to the Mets. Um, he's a speed guy. He can hit for a high average. He can hit for power, and he's looking for a new contract. So if he's going to get traded, look for it to be a place where he – maybe looks to settle and sign long-term uh, with a contender. Um, it's kind of the same thing with Gallo, except for the fact that he's got another year on his contract. And Hey, Nick, back here again with another post-game update. Gallo has been traded to Evans' team, the Yankees, with a deal that included also Ju- Julie Rodriguez for four prospects, Josh Smith, Ezekiel Duran, Trevor Hover, and Glenn Otto. Now back to the show. Uh, Kyle Gibson has actually been amazing for the Texas Rangers this year as well. So if a team is going to take Joey Gallo, look for them to maybe try and um, package him and Gibson together, maybe sweeten the prospect pot a bit. Yeah, but that's, that'd be definitely a good move for Rangers. You know, you're in a new ballpark. You're in a division where you're not going to be able to compete for the next couple of years when you have when you have the when you when you when you have the asterisks up top, don't look Dr. Payton any time I'm soon. You know, the Angels will get better eventually, we think. And the Mariners are actually looking like a decent team, you know. They're like I said, they're only one game back at the A's now. They're they're above five hundred. They have some young guys that maybe start contributing soon. So if you're a Rangers team, you're like, hey, like our outlet's not gonna be the next two, three years. We need to get better. We need to get better um, farm system here. Let's go ahead and see how many players we can start stop doing a package deal, maybe a package deal. Can get us up to a number two or number three prospect in a team system rather than kind of settling for or a seven or an eight or a nine. So I think it's a really smart idea for them to kind of package these two players together to a contender because like that's a major move. If you can tell me you can get a starting outfielder and Spidey strikes out every other at bat and a pitcher who can be a solid number two to three guy who's an all-star this year, you, you want to do that. Exactly, you're right. Um, now I forgot you mentioned the Mariners too. Did you see yeah. the trade they just made? Like it, it happened tonight, probably an hour or two ago. Um, 
<clears throat> they traded the Mariners got rid of Kendall Graveman and yep. uh, Rafael Montero. Or I think that, yeah, Montero, who they DFA'd. Uh, they traded him, both of them, to Houston for Joe Smith and Abraham Toro. And they're playing each other right now, so they quite literally just swapped dugouts and Toro yeah. Toro threw on an M's jersey and went out there and st- started warming up with the Mariners, what a guy. which is crazy. But yeah. it's I think it's rumored that <clears throat> the clubhouse was kind of perplexed by these moves because Graveman's yeah. been one of the best relievers in the league this year. And the Mariners, like you said, are kind of in the uh, race. So yeah. everyone's kind of confused as to why they're trading Graveman. And they actually asked Jerry Dipito, the uh, GM of the Mariners, you know, like, what's going on? And he himself said, this trade makes no sense straight up, but after the flurry of moves we're going to make, it'll all make sense. I mean, so okay. Lo- look for the Mariners to be pretty active in the next couple, like 48 to 72 hours. It's, it's kind, of, kind of like a weird, like, standard play. Okay, like, we may have made a bad trade here, but when we make these other trades, watch out, you know? Kind of yeah. like weird logic. I mean, I wouldn't make this logic when your team hasn't made the playoffs in the past 20 years, but okay, dude, you do you, but... <laughs> Jerry Dipito has been known to be a bold guy, so it's not surprising. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bold strategy. We'll, we'll see if it pays off for him. Yeah. Uh, just a couple more names on this list in the starting pitching. Uh, Jose Barrios, he's going to be a big one. The Twins are completely out of contention. They look like they're going to get ready to sell some of their guys like Kepler and maybe Buxton if they can't get an extension done. Barrios will definitely be an impact, probably third kind of starter arm in pretty much any – contenders rotation or you could even bring that guy out of the bullpen if you're stacked on starters and just wanted to bring him in so that's going to be a big one big name on the market here trey turner maybe even trying to package him with max scherzer but there is kind of a a roadblock in there now as turner just probably an hour ago tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, by the way, we're recording this on July 28th, is it? Or 27th? We're recording on July 27th. 27th. So yeah, about an hour ago, Turner tested positive for COVID-19. So that's going to throw an interesting wrench into negotiations in the, for the next you know, couple days since the deadline's coming up. So we'll see if he gets moved or, or not. Yeah, I, I really don't expect... Trey Turner be moved now, especially with the COVID, and that gets a lot of uncertainty. Obviously, you, you, you should probably come back after ten days. I think that's new COVID protocol. But with that, do you really want to give up a player now, where you know you don't really know the, the certain the future of Trey Turner? So, that being said, I, I think it'd be really hard for the Nationals to be able to move him. Yep. Uh, another big one that's kind of could be on the market is Whit Merrifield. He's at a very very low cost for the next like two or three years, I believe. He's a very good contact guy. <laughs> Excuse me. He's a very good contact guy. He's got some speed. Uh, definitely look for teams like the A's and, you know, more cost-effective or cost-conscious teams. Even the Rays. Look for, and the Rays maybe look for Whit Merrifield. Um, since you brought up the Rays, I mean, pretty good move they've already made to acquire Nelson Cruz. Um cost effective he's not on a very big deal and he's a big impact player so that's a very raise like move to go out and get a guy like that exactly you know you kind of have this old veteran now kind of leading this raise team they definitely need it i know that's to kind of been either very up or down this team either scores 10 runs a game or they don't score any they're in a very good position now kind of 
kind of solidifying that kind of top spot in the wild card, being able to host a wild card game as they're four up, four and a half up on the A's right now. So they're in a very good, solid spot. Just want to strip a few more. I could definitely see the Rays going heavy and buying kind of these underlying non-big contract guys the next couple of days. I know kind of interesting. They did sell Rich Hill to the Mets. So that was, it was an interesting move for a team that's quote unquote being a buyers, but I could definitely see them maybe going out, maybe getting a Kyle Gibson, something like that. So they're still want to be in contention. Yeah, that's a very raise like move, right? They trade one of their starters that's been very good for them this year, you know, for a random prospect. But for all we know, like you said, they'll make another move and get somebody big. And then the prospect they got for Hill for, you know, 41 year old Rich Hill will come out and be a star. So uh, we expect these moves from the Rays at this point. And I'm honestly not going to question them because it's worked out. So, you know, in the past like five to 10 years, so I'll give it to them. Uh, a couple other relievers on this list, Ryan Tapera, Daniel Hudson, Michael Givens, Joakim Soria, Yimmy Garcia, Hansel Robles. All those guys could probably go to a contender and be impacted. It'll just depend on um, the prospect packages. Uh, big one in the reliever market, Brad Hand. I wonder if the Nationals will maybe look to sell him as well. You can to say they want to hand him off, Evan. <laughs> I got you, Nick. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. So yeah, good old handoff. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if you think of all the Nationals, like I said, I said say before, relievers are the easiest piece to move. Of all the Nationals players, he's probably the easiest player they can move from surgery because he has a ten to five. Trey Turner because he has COVID. Interesting. I really haven't heard anything about you know Kyle Schwarber because that dude's been mashing. I know because maybe because uh, they, that's one piece they do want to keep. But interesting to see here, kind of. The names you've been hearing for the Nationals evolve, but I think he's the most likely to move. Yeah, so Schwarber's hurt. Schwarber's been hurt for a while. That's um, it, like after he went on that yeah. uh, home run tear that everybody saw. That was like the month that we didn't record. Yeah. Uh, he went on a giant home run tear and just got injured like a game or two after. So I'm pretty sure he's out for the rest of the year. So nobody's going to be trading for him. But that'll be that. a good piece for the Nationals. Yeah, but long national players, uh, Strasburg should be out for the rest of the year, too. So, kind of another player yep. who they may have thought maybe gets not. So, this national team really does have to reevaluate. This team did win the kind of World Series a couple years ago now. And I think last time the MLB ranked their farm systems, they had the like, worst ranked farm system. So, kind of besides kind of like Juan Soto, kind of the young guy. Obviously, they're not going to trade Juan Soto. Like, let's be real. I know, I know, I've read an MLB record like everyone, everybody's like, they're not trading Juan Soto. That's uh, that's a fact, but I've seen that he's not available. I've seen that everybody but him's available. Yeah, so 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 it's so not available. So going off that, they, they do have the veteran guys, guys plus thirty plus. They current wide guard of. So I, it is kind of a short time in forty eight hours to kind of be able to move all these guys. So it's going to be hard. But of all of them, Brad Hand's definitely number one for me. Then further than Trey Turner. Yeah, definitely. I'm um, going back to the Cubs here. Anthony Rizzo. He's been a big one that's been on the block. Um, big rumors of him maybe going to the Red Sox. The Red Sox have kind of struggled at first base all year, and they've still had one of the best offenses in the league. I, I If not the best offense, I don't know. Yeah. It might be between like them and San Diego or something. But if you add Anthony Rizzo to that Red Sox lineup, they're looking even more scary than they already look. Um, and then, you know, even if you throw a starting pitcher into Boston too, I think they've their roster's built very well they've got some young guys mixed in with the you know experienced guys and you add one or two to that roster a guy like Rizzo maybe a Scherz or something like that and they're going to be locked and loaded for the postseason for sure Uh, let's go down the list here even more see if we can catch any more prize players you know anything else yeah 
going off this list, can I help anybody? I, I, I do like Adam Duvall. I know he's bounced around a little bit. I think he's someone who can have success in October on the right roster, kind of coming off the bench, maybe maybe for an actually team, kind of pitch hitting for a pitcher. So, and that's not going to cost you anything. So I, I, I do like Adam Duvall. It's kind of interesting uh, where he's at now, kind of veteran. He's been around the league. I know. I remember from when, he, from when he was playing down in the Giants in those days, I know he had a pretty big, Pretty big, some pretty big hits for him. So I, that's kind of a guy who I think could really a surprise name. That's not going to cost you a lot here. Um, guys at the bottom of the list that are less likely to go. Eric Hosmer, he's been rumored a lot, but I don't think he's going anywhere. German Marquez for the Rockies, I think he could definitely impact a contender. I don't know if the Rockies will actually trade him. Uh, Max Kepler, I know he's been rumored and connected to the Yankees a little bit because they need some outfield help, but. I don't know if the twins are really looking to talk him. It hasn't really sounded like much traction has been gained. Uh, Trey Mancini is an interesting one. I wonder if the Orioles would maybe trade him. He's starting to approach a contract here. I don't know if it's this year or next, but he's getting there to the end and he could actually be a pretty big impact bat off the bench as well, or even for a team that needs outfield. Yeah, definitely. I know another name on this list is Brian Reynolds of the of the Pirates. I oh, they're yeah. not tra- they're not they're not trade Brian Reynolds. He's like what well, young piece they probably want to keep on. I think he's uh, a lot more years left of arbitration. So he, uh, that, of all the pieces, unless the Pirates get like oh like the top three prospects from a team, they're they're not trading Brian Reynolds. Um, a couple things here, some notable guys to watch that are on the injured list. Uh, Cattell Marte. I feel like the Diamondbacks would be selling everybody they can, but Marte is one of their probably only sellable pieces along with Eduardo Escobar. Um, But these guys, if they do come back from their injuries, could be upgrades to their clubs. Uh, Marte, even though the Diamondbacks aren't looking for the playoffs, Byron Buxton, I don't know when he's coming back, but um, and all these guys possibly could be traded too if their injuries aren't terrible and, you know, they're looking to come back down the stretch maybe. Uh, Matthew Boyd from the Tigers, Michael Fulmer from the Tigers, uh, Danny Duffy's been a pretty decent pitcher for the Royals this year. Uh, your aforementioned Kyle Schwarber, uh, Nick Castellanos will come back for the Reds probably and be impact. Um, so those are kind of some guys that we could look to come back off of the uh, injured list and maybe make an impact. Let's see. Anything else? I'm st- I'm through the list. I'm kind of looking at some of these other names that they have mentioned as kind of extras to maybe go. I know the Yankee list has like Frazier and Anduar. I can see them moving them. A lot of twins guys, Donaldson, Simmons, Hap, Colomay, Maeda. I think any of these guys are big possibilities with some of these non-contender teams trying to sell off. Yeah, I think the, I think the big theory I mean, is is contracts. You know, we are in a year past COVID, so teams are a little still are still a little budget conscious here. You're not going to be like Matt Sumgardner is not going to move. No, nobody wants that contract. So, yeah. so some of these big names are like, oh, why is this guy moving? It's because teams do not want to touch their contract. So, and there is like it's not like out of park baseball where you just go like, oh, go ahead and retain all the salary. You know, they usually don't do that in the MLB. So. A lot of these kind of big contracts don't expect them to move, especially now. It's, it's kind of hard to move them in the last 48 hours. These are the trades you see a little bit early on. But like I said, we already seen a couple of trades. Um, kind of what's your prediction here, Evan? Kind of, do you think it's going to be crazy or do you think it's kind of being able to kind of steady a little bit in these groupings where all kind of just smoke? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty crazy next 72 hours. Uh, there's a lot of guys that are on contract years and a lot of teams that are definitely out of the race. It's already be crazy with those, but then there's some borderline teams that if they 
decide, you know, we want to sell this year, it's going to make it even crazier. But I think we see a lot of movement before the deadline here. And there's definitely going to be some contenders bulking up on some of these guys. It's just, it's, it's a unique year. There's a lot of impact guys on contract years. And it just looks like those teams aren't really willing to pay just because, you know, maybe of their age or just their window to win. So it'll definitely be interesting. It'll be hectic. Gotcha. We so we've listed sixty players here, Evan. I'll set the over under at nine and a half players traded. Are you taking the over or the under? Nine and a half. Um, does that include? So it's only players on a list. On this list. Okay. Uh, of, of, of the players you mentioned in the pod and players on this list, nine and a half. I, I might take the over if we're. There's a lot of relievers that I think could go in little deals, so I'll take the over with a bunch of relievers and a couple of the major guys that'll go to. Just because the contracts, um, I'll take the under here. I think it could be in the range of players on this list. I think one of the big names, I, th- I think I think if they really, really want to happen, I think if Serger really wants to win a championship, he'll waive his no-trade clause and he'll get traded. Oh, the relievers, I mentioned, like Richard Rodriguez, he's gone. You know, Brad Hand, he's probably gone. So, and Kyle Gibson, he's, he's going to be traded. So, all those pitchers and those mostly relievers, they're going to be traded. So, I kind of kind of bulk it up. But some of the big position players, it's going to be really hard to move them. Yeah, definitely. Scherzer wants to win a second championship. Exactly. He's already got one. Yep. Um, One more thing uh, to talk about as well. Um, Adam Frazier from the Pirates already got traded as well to the Padres. That's a big, big um, acquisition for the Padres. They got some help. He's been one of the best hitters in the league this year. I mean, you think he leads the league in hits, so that'll definitely boost the Padres offense coming down the stretch in the playoffs. Yeah, Frazier here is, is the guy. The Padres are in this arm race, you know. They're currently in the wild card in the NL because the Giants had a really surprising season so far. They're still leading the NL West. Dodgers are in a second spot and kind of after that, the Padres. But Padres do have a pretty comfortable lead here in the wild card with both the well, both Cincinnati and kind of St. With Cincinnati, St. Louis, and Philadelphia about six games back. So these teams are kind of in a weird zone. These three teams are kind of like, okay, do we want to go over it despite, you know, we're six games out? And the Padres are just going to get better. And the Dodgers, you know, they're going to make it. And the Giants still are fading. So kind of, yeah, no, looks like it's already set in playoffs, which is kind of crazy considering we're in July, but that's just how it's shaping up right now. Yeah, that NL West is going to be a bloodbath. I don't know who's going to come out of it. Well, I mean, we, we know the, those three teams will probably make the playoffs, but it'll be really interesting to see, you know, coming down the stretch, which teams finish in first and which have to settle for the wild card. So that's definitely going to be an interesting division. Like I said, if the Yankees somehow don't make the playoffs, which is very likely, I think they have like a 33% chance via stat cast or something. Um, I'm a Giants fan, so. Exactly. Let's go San Francisco. Exactly. Can, can you imagine seeing a, a Padre Dodger, you know, one game series in the wild card? That'd be crazy. Oh, that'd be that'd, that'd be electric. Yeah, that especially now full 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 fans now back in stadiums. That that's definitely it's something to circle on over. Hope that's what I'm hoping for as a Giants fan. So you know, definitely I agree. And you could end up going to some of those games too. You're yeah, close enough. Yeah, especially here in San Francisco. Hopefully, get into the playoffs. You know, like I said, just a short 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 training right away. So hopefully, it's not nothing too crazy. Looking forward to it. So. Definitely. All right. I think that's all I got for the uh, trade deadline special. Nick, you got anything else? No, it's all. Like I said, it's a little bit shorter episode, but hey, we gave you two episodes a week when usually we only give you one episode in a month. So, hey, improving by us over here. So that's all we got. You know, the end deal. Uh, False three bagger on Instagram and Twitter. Head over to Redbubble. Links in the description to buy our three bagger merch here. So that's all I got. 